Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. This program offers discussion and information on experiences of chronic and invisible illnesses. It should not be used for medical advice or as an alternative to advice from medical professionals. Good afternoon everyone. Today is the 3rd of January 2017. You're listening to Chronically Chilled, a show that aims to provide a platform to those living with a chronic and invisible illness and our lived experiences. I'm Maurice. And I'm Mario. Um, You can listen to us on the 855am dial, on digital or on live stream at 3cr.org.au. Today we thought we might have a conversation just around managing energy. Um, We thought given this time of the year can be quite difficult for people who live with a chronic illness, um, just in regards to all the commitments and social commitments at this time of year. Um, And as part of this, we are going to have a bit of a conversation about spoon theory. Um, Maurice, do you want to explain what that is a bit? Yeah, sure. So the spoon theory is basically a disability metaphor used to explain the reduced amount of energy for daily activities. So spoons are a visual representation used to measure how much energy we have in a day. Um, Say, for instance, I have 14 spoons in, in a day and I will basically use two of those spoons just having a shower in the morning and washing my hair and then I basically have to navigate how I'm going to use the rest of my 12 spoons for the rest of the day um, that includes like walking to the tram stop and you know if I don't get a seat on the tram and I might have to stand I've already used another three spoons and that's even just before I've gotten to work so it, it really is about managing the energy that a person living with a chronic and invisible illness has to to do their daily activities. And sometimes by the end of maybe even lunchtime or, you know, mid-afternoon, I finished up all my spoons and I've got nothing left to give. And people then kind of question why you're tired or why you may not have energy. And that's the reason. It could be just simple things like... Um, doing laundry you know doing the grocery shopping things like that and people don't realize the amount of energy that takes to carry bags and groceries if you don't have a car or things like that uh, walking the dog um, yeah so it it really does come to uh, about managing your energy and how much you can you can give to yourself for, for any one day yeah and we should probably mention that um, the spoons represent absolute necessities of getting through your day. So it's not things like fun and all this stuff. It's, you know, things like showers, things like going to work, things like um, doing the housework, things like that. So it's around kind of the necessities of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so spoon theory came about, um, it was it was um, thought about, I guess, by Christine Misserendino. Um, so she was having a conversation with her friend, Um, And Christine um, has lupus and she thought of this as a way to 
explain to her friend about what her experiences were. Mm. Um, and I think it's really good um, just in regards to giving language about what our daily experiences are um, and just to be able to talk to people in a way that they kind of understand around, you know, this is what my experience is like every day um, in a way that's kind of visual, like they can picture it and things like that. Mm. Um, so, you know, I know that even though I don't use the words spoon theory or whatever, I know that I wake up every morning and make an assessment about where I am that day in regards to what I can do. Um, does that happen with you? Oh, absolutely. Like <clears throat> even waking up, I can wake up tired, if that makes any sense to anybody out there. I can f- I can have a you know eight hours sleep, um, and then wake up feeling like oh my god, I have actually no spoons left to- for the day. Yeah. And yeah, and just trying to thinking, where can I manage? Where can I cut corners in terms of just doing little things? You know, do I need to go to the shops today? Do I need to buy groceries? Can I? Mm put that off for another day where I have enough energy do yeah. I need to have a shower snip snip <laughs> yes I do <laughs> and then you know I've um you know I've I've, I've got to you know kind of find the energy yeah I, you know we'll lie down on the couch <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm exactly the same I'll wake up every morning and then I'll kind of just scan my body okay yeah. where am I out today can I actually get out of bed now or do I have to kind of do um, some special thing to get out and kind of get going and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of judge my capacity around, is this going to be actually possible, what I've got planned for the day? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I kind of go about it. Um, but the other thing I like about spoon theory as well is that it challenges that simplistic notion of you're either healthy or you're sick. Mm. Um, because I think we, we kind of is, exist on a continuum from those two kind of ends um i would very rarely now get to the point where i would say i'm healthy Mm. um but i'm kind of we're always on this continuum or at least i am personally um of you know i'm more on the sick end today or i'm actually feeling not too bad today so you know i'm I'm actually having quite a good run at the at the moment yes um so i'm kind of more on that end where i can actually do some stuff yeah you and i've talked about this before like we both feel that we're on a a good run at yeah. this moment and we're just waiting for the shoe to drop though because mm. we know that there's going to be a time where we're going to run out of steam and, you know, we're, you know, we got to kind of save up our spoon somewhere, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, as, as I said, we've talked about this before in terms of we feel good now but, you know, that could change in a course of a day and yeah. the next day we could feel exhausted and it's not by partying all night or things like that. It's literally just, you know, doing our daily activities, going to work, you know, whatever, you know. But um, it's not like that we can just say, oh, next week I'll be fine. You know, I'll be fine mm. by then because we don't know. Yeah. And I, I, with me, like when I, when I am kind of feeling pretty good, there's still anxiety around it because like you say, it's like, okay, how, how long is this going to last? <laughs> and how do I keep this up? And, you know, this kind of stuff. So with me, even when I'm feeling like that, it's kind, of my, kind of my head's still going kind of with anxiety mm. around it. Um, and I think that um, going to the other end when I'm not feeling as good, um, I find that there's a real grief around 
not having that capacity or not mm. having those spoons mm. um, of kind of just feeling really sad about it and thinking of all the things that I wish I was doing and all that kind mm. of stuff. So, um, yeah, for me, it's kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of that experience of, you know, I kind of go into the grief about around it, like quality of life stuff and things like that. Absolutely. Grief is not just, you know, daily activity for me. I will, like on my bad days, I'll be thinking I'm grieving for the life I used to have post being diagnosed. And I'm thinking, do you remember when I used to do this? And when, remember when walking up the stairs wasn't, you know, didn't make me want to, you know, cry. Um, yeah, just just things like that. It, the the word grief is the perfect summation for for how you feel when you have no spoons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you start thinking of all the stuff that you wish you had. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I've I kind of also kind of thinking around that in when you haven't got much energy and when I'm really struggling, kind of stuff. Um, I feel like sometimes you making choices that aren't satisfying either way like you kind of can't win um so you're like well if i choose to go to work today instead of kind of do this other thing Mm. neither of them are going to be satisfying because i'm going to be feeling pretty crappy regardless what i do kind of stuff um so yeah it's these kind of experiences where you're just trying to kind of survive and get by during those times or yeah. that's for me anyway. Yeah, and I guess going uh, what you said in the beginning um, during this holiday period, for me I actually really struggled during the summer. I think we talked about this mm. in the in our first show is that um, I'm on a fluid restriction so I can only have 1.5 litres of liquid a day and during summer, like, that is just so hard to kind of stick to. Um, but if I don't, it has severe consequences because I basically, if I if I enjoy an extra 250 mm. mils or another 500 mils of water, yeah. you know, tomorrow, the, ne- the next day, I could have four less spoons because I'm fluid overloaded and that yeah. impacts on, on my health. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is very challenging during the, the summer months um, for kind of managing my energy and I just I guess we'll talk about this later I just want people to be kind of be a bit mindful and aware of you know the languages that that we use um when talking about energy you know and we'll discuss that a bit later but yeah it's um it is very challenging during summer to maintain Mm. energy and have even a positive outlook sometimes yeah um and I think I think um like by the end of the year, everybody's exhausted anyway. <laughs> so kind of once summer hits, it's kind of just um, everybody's tired. Everybody feels more tired during the heat anyway. Mm. Um, so, but then add a, add on a chronic illness or a heart condition like you've got, and it kind of just compounds the situation mm. in some ways. Um, so yeah, so I think I think the spoon theory like. Um, regardless of how you think about energy, um, I think the spoon theory really provides a good way to think about it and explain to people what the experiences are. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, in order to kind of get people to, to really understand what's going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's also like the other reason I think it's actually a really good thing is that it provides us a marker. Okay, mm-hmm. this is where I'm at today. Like I'm not, you know, it's very clear in terms of 
okay, I've got three spoons to go until the end of the day. What am I going to do kind of stuff? Mm. Is, do you kind of use it like that? I do. I mean, I, it's more my internal monologue. I don't really explain it to people because, mm. <laughs> as we all know, I haven't really talked about my invisible <laughs> illness to everybody. Um, so it's more, I mean, I can talk about it to you and, you know, the, the friends that yeah. know about it, um, but it's more my how I go about saying, oh, yeah, I, I think I've overdone it with myself today. I might just say no to doing that or, you know, I might leave shopping till the weekend, etc. or, you know, the laundry can wait. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. things like that. Yeah, um, exactly. So the other thing that's happened is it's sadly kind of been turned into other things that it's not. Um, so it's been kind of appropriated in some ways mm. and it's being used for all sorts of stuff um these days so you know people are using it in terms of social spoons in terms of energy that they have to have a social life mm. or exercise spoons where you know that they might not have the energy to exercise that day and all this kind of stuff so it's being turned and being used in all sorts of ways mm. um, which kind of takes away the experience of people with chronic illness right yeah, yeah. I, I mean, when you told me about that, I felt a little bit, oh, it, it, you kind of feel that they're making, they minimise our experience by doing that, um, and just you know, it, we, I guess that's another reason, or I guess my validation for staying quiet because I don't want to be seen as, you know. A drama queen like I'm tired mm -hmm. um but you're tired because you can't go to the gym today well I'm tired because my body's not working the way it should <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely all right I'm just looking at the time we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a minute to continue Welcome back to Chronically Chilled. Uh, we were just talking about the spoon theory and how uh, that's used to explain the reduced amount of energy that we have for daily activities. Um, I also wanted to talk about um, this time of year and perhaps some unhelpful advice that I have been given over the course of the last five years and um, just in general about my condition. Uh, things like... Um, you know, before I was working and and when I was at home and and I, I'd say to my friend, oh, you know, I'm at home today, and she she'd be like, oh, I wish I could be at home all day and not go to work, and that just made me feel, you know, two inches tall. I just felt so sad that you know she minimised my experience of. You know, I want to be at work. I actually want to be going mm. to work, not taking that for granted. I don't want to be on the couch all day because I have no energy to go to work. Mm. Um, or, you know, things like, um, I, I guess things that minimise my experiences when people say um, that I'm tired too. You know, when I say I'm tired, I really mean I am tired. Yes. My, you know, there's not enough blood pumping to the rest of my body for me to do anything at the moment. So when when they say unhelpful things like that, it really minimises my experience, which is why I have stayed quiet about my invisible illness. Yes. I don't know. How's your experience been with that? Um, so 
so yeah, I, th- I feel like there's tired and then there's tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's like, the, I think there's like exhaustion that we feel where we're just like, I'm so tired. My body's killing me. I can't kind of move mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I'm a bit the same. Like I think people, I think people try to be generally well-intentioned when it comes to this stuff. Um, but at the same time, making kind of comments like that around, I wish we could, I could be at home all day. I kind of got that as well once. Mm. And I'm just like, were you thinking when you said that? <laughs> like, okay, I'll swap with you. No worries. <laughs> you know, I'll be happy with that. Um, but even just other things like, you know, when you're meeting people and, um, or not when you're meeting people, even people that you know kind of stuff. And you're just kind of saying, you know, I've got a heart illness or, or I'm kind mm. of struggling at the moment or kind of just letting people know where you're at. Mm. And then straight away advice starts coming, mm. um, you know, like, have you had enough sun? Do you take vitamins? Because I take this <laughs> vitamin and it's really good. Um, yes. You know, these kind of things that just, they're really well intentioned, I think, but they're just exhausting to hear. And it kind of just takes, I just kind of feel like you're just not getting it. Yeah, absolutely. I I can't can't even tell you the amount of times people have said to me, I watched this episode of Dr. Oz and he said that you should be doing this and, you know, you should be doing that. (laughs) I'm laughing laughing because it is... it is just so – it's just such a common thing that people will refer to some kind of like internet phenomenon or like some yeah. celebrity guru yeah. who who is like the biggest name in whatever whatevers that suddenly is an expert on your condition and it's like, yeah. like no, well, my condition is – is my lived experience and this is what's for me and yeah. you know it's it can be well intended like they may come from a good place but it is so unhelpful sometimes and i'm laughing because i probably have said that to somebody mm. before i got sick it, yeah, it yeah. is just like it is just one of those jewels that you pick up from, you know, from there. Oh, Dr. Oz said this or you should be taking this vitamin or you should be going to the gym more or don't eat after 6 o'clock or, you know, drink water with lemon and da-da-da, all these kind of, you know, all yeah. wives' tales, yeah, yeah, mum's yeah. best remedies yeah, kind yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I know you mean well but you please don't feed me with all of these things mm. because I'm – I'm in this for the long haul and I appreciate your good intentions, but it's sometimes very unhelpful. (laughs) Did someone really quote Dr. Oz to you? Totally. No way. (laughs) Yeah. I'm talking about like they they actually taped an episode of Dr. Oz and literally sent it to me like on a YouTube clip for me to to look at on my Facebook and I just, I just, you know, looked at it and I just thought, yeah, okay, I'll just delete that. <laughs> yeah. I th- but the, the thing that underlies, kind of underlying all that kind of stuff is like you need help and yeah. I'm, I need to kind of rescue you and help you. And, you know, by suggesting all these things, it's like it takes away our agency. It's like, of course, like what, you know, we've thought of all these things and mm-hmm. we do probably all these things that you're kind of saying. But it's that underlying like, okay, you're really sick and now we need to rescue you and we need mm. to fix you and all this kind of stuff. Yes. You know, so it's, it, it is just advice giving, but at the same time, there's a lots, of, lots of things underlying 
that, mm. I think, you know. Yeah. Even the way they talk to you, like sometimes there's pity, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, or, I don't want to be pitied, like, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> or God would take away your pain and stress. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I just yes. nod and smile. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so sometimes I, I guess I, the the point of me talking about this is that I, I just want people to be a bit mindful that, you know, when when somebody with a chronic illness or an invisible illness says they're tired, you know, just just listen to them. Don't offer advice or, you know, just maybe be compassionate towards them, you know, have have a little bit of understanding. Don't try fix them or don't try minimise the experience. Yeah. Just listen yeah. to how they're feeling. They may want to share with you about their condition. They may not want to. But your job, I guess, is not to fix them. It's just yeah. to be in the moment yeah. with them. Yeah. And it doesn't take into account kind of the complexity of the situation. So just because someone has had a heart problem in the past doesn't mean that it's exactly like mine. Mm. And doesn't, just because someone's had another form of illness doesn't mean that their experience is exactly the same as mine either, mm. you know. Um, and I think that's kind of where people... Don't ask those questions, you mm. know, and, you know, just because one thing works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for me. Yeah. Um, because my situation is completely different. Like, we've got completely different situations. Yeah. You know, and I know that one thing that would work for me would be a disaster for you mm. kind of stuff. So there's no there's no questions. There's no kind of thought around it. It's just this kind of like a machine gun of, you know, trying to be helpful and stuff. Mm. Um, and just gets exhausting after a while yeah and i think this time of the year as well it's like oh i'm so glad i made it the holidays and all this kind of stuff i'm really tired and da, da, da. and i you know i'm gonna go to the gym and i'm gonna start feeling better all this kind of stuff and it's just like you know all right you do that like i that doesn't work for me yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um can you think of the worst advice you've ever gotten um, oh there's some been some jewels there um i guess i guess i probably repeated it already like you know oh you should be exercising more or you should be taking this vitamin mm. um as i said if people become almost spiritual gurus or kind <laughs> of doctors all of a sudden the medical yeah. experts and you know yeah. the doctors that i've been seeing for five years don't know anything yeah. because they haven't cured me of my illness yeah. so you know yeah, I think I think it's just the unhelpful advice that mm. you know people say. Um, I can't really think of anything up the top yeah, of my yeah, head. Yeah. What about you? So I got told I need to ride a scooter because <laughs> the scooter's going to help me. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I also got told not to eat out at restaurants because the food that you eat at restaurants isn't good for you. Oh, so you really shouldn't eat out at restaurants. Mm. So you know all those social connections and all the fun that we have. You know we shouldn't really. <laughs> we should have no life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's some of mine, like, and you just, yeah. Um, but I, the other thing I was going to say about it is um, it, it really, it kind of, I find that um, that social kind of, you know, being told that, you know, you shouldn't eat out or, you know, you should change your job, which is another one I've gotten and stuff like that. Connection can be really difficult when you have a chronic illness. Mm. So when you're feeling pretty crappy, I know I have, this is my experience, um, I'm not really seeing a lot of people or talking to a lot of people because you're kind of just stuck at home or all that kind of stuff. So, you know, like that social connection 
going out and actually seeing mm. people and talking and all that kind of stuff is just really vital for me. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Um, I mean, that you know, humans are made for interactions. Yeah. You know, we're not. We can't. That that's that for me. Um, we can talk about this on another show, but you know, the isolation is actually made me very anxious and depressed in 2014 and mm. yeah so being able to work be i'm very very grateful that i have the energy at the moment to work yeah um, because 2014 i wasn't so yeah yeah we can talk about that on another show though all right i am looking at the time and we have this has just flown so <laughs> yeah. we have to wrap up um please follow us on our twitter um which is chilled underscore 3cr so at chilled underscore 3cr um our next show is going to be on the 7th of february um and i hope that you can tune in to us then um we're going to leave with a song from a local musician um his name is mark damasio and we hope that you have a good day see you later guys what up a road Keep rolling on It leads to fields And a new trail of hope but Just keep on track You won't be lost Rely on yourself You're the only one you can trust Charlemagne's wandering army Fought on this ancient land But the futile lonely war Meant nothing Cause they've all come and gone Like a broken heart Or a shattered heart You're better off Leaving it all Gotta go